everyone, my name is Adam. I'm the pastor of Sank, and this is the Sankcast, and I've got a special guest with me. Tell them who you are, special guest. You may or may not know me, and that's okay if you don't. But my name is Mark, and I used to hang out at Sanctuary quite a bit, and Adam and I used to have a lot of fun there. That's right. Uh, you actually are one of the originators of the Sankcast. Yes, I know. When when you talked to me about doing this podcast, I was like, oh yeah, I remember we used to do that a long time ago, and right. yet it feels like we're just picking up where we left off on and talking about the same things. <laughs> Literally the exact same things. <laughs> yeah, when you started with me, we were, I don't know, 50 to 80 listeners per week about, and now we're yep. up to millions. So it's really come a long way since you were last with us. I know I had to get like an, another assist. Record any of them myself. I've got several. My whole team, my podcast team is here with me. And uh, it's not actually, no. it's not, oh, what happened? Okay, now we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, I come back to that thought. Uh, yeah, it's gotten massive, dude. We're sort of a big deal now. And so you should feel honored is what I'm getting at. I, I just, I, I mean, in, in all of this success, I just want to ask, like, how, has your head, how have you battled the inflation to your head? Like, are you still the same Adam that I used to know, or, or do I need to address you as something else now? Yeah, I haven't handled it well. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've re- I, I don't drink um, normal water anymore. I only drink uh, certain kinds of sparkling water that they have to fly it in from, uh, it's a little stream in Mexico. <laughs> they only make a hundred bottles per year. And, uh, so wow. it's, yeah, it's probably, I'm not going to lie to you. Each bottle is more than, uh, what you make in a week, but <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's enough of this line of joking. Uh, no, dude. So good to have you back. We're about to get into, uh, we, uh let me go back. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Blah. So yeah, we. Uh, I just thought it'd be great to hear about uh, Mark Morinishi. It's been a while since we we've caught up a little bit, and love to hear um, you know what you've been up to. So here's here's a weird way to start <laughs> this com- conversation. Uh, this is a question I've been asking a lot because I'm tired of all the normal icebreakers. Uh, okay. I've been asking a lot of people, "What's your favorite thing you've ate this week?" But you get a special edition because it's been a while. What's the your favorite thing you've eaten in the past? Six months. Ooh, that's hard. It it, it would normally be very difficult. Okay. However, Missy and I and some of her family members took a vacation to Italy and Switzerland. Right, right. And we had some really good food. Um, some of the standouts were just any kind of espresso in Italy is just like nothing that we have here. Oh man, that makes me jealous. And so that was kind of like I would look. F- as forward to coffee as I would a meal. And meal-wise, we had um, fondue in Switzerland. Uh Uh-huh. And Uh it was delicious. Really? Yeah. I always thought it was just like a big pot of nacho cheese that you would dip (laughs) in like different things. That's literally (laughs) what I was picturing. And that's essentially essentially what it was, except the nacho cheese was like super good. And Mm. they mixed in a little like white wine and stuff in there as well. So it had like a really cool smell. Okay. And they brought out all different kinds of like charcuterie meat. Uh, And then of course, anything in Italy was fantastic to eat. Sure. 
sure, 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 pizzas, sure. pastas. Right, dude. Those. <laughs> Good job. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yep. I've never been, yep. but that's what they sound like for sure. Yeah. Um, pretty much fluent now. Dude, that's really interesting. Your favorite thing you've eaten in the last six months is uh, charcuterie and nacho cheese from a fountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah, that does actually sound pretty amazing. Uh, sweet. Well, tell us real quickly uh, what you've been up to, man. What do you do at our church now? And should yeah, we care? I, I kind of asked myself the same question. <laughs> Sure. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do all things online, basically. I am the only full-time team member of our online campus Mm. now. So we have a couple other people that are helping out part-time. But really, I am helping out with the broader Menlo Church Mm -hmm. with putting our messages online, as well as helping develop some of the church online platform, some of the app, Mm -hmm. uh, and doing a little bit of filming with production team as well to put out some videos for more connection online. And then, yeah, it's really just my job started with trying to put the services online. And this Mm -hmm. was like first couple months into the pandemic. And now it's kind of evolved to what does community look like online and how can we move people from participation and into engagement and what steps can we learn from what we're doing in person and translate that to an online context so we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, yeah. So things like things that go super well, like Serve Your City or Starting Point or mm-hmm. all those really cool events that we can look forward to, like that Sync is so good at and, mm-hmm. and partnering with our church in. How does that translate to online and what can that look like in an online context? So that's kind right. of where I'm headed now. Nice. Dude, and it's so crazy because I know we've talked about this before, but you know, even the first time we recorded the podcast and you had started working on online stuff at that point, but mm-hmm. it was right when the pandemic was starting. We didn't call it a pandemic then. We didn't even call it a panty, which is what some nope. people are calling it. Uh, we didn't know what was happening. And we recorded the podcast. You remember that? In the studio, in person. I do. And you had your mic backwards. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Oh, we got gosh. new microphones and you had yours pointed the wrong way. And man, how things have changed. Now I'm a professional uh, rich yep. podcaster. Trillions of listens. <laughs> but no, it's it's so crazy because we recorded that one in the studio. And then I think it was the next day or maybe later that day. It was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah hey, everybody needs to go uh, scrounge for groceries because we're all going to be in our rooms for an indefinite yep. amount of time. So uh, that's just weird because I associate that with, you know, that's part of your journey is like you had to help our church pivot. And now that's sort of what you do. Um, completely. That's awesome, man. So a lot of people go to like, you know, get the theology training for like being a pastor. Do you do internet training? Like, can you explain us how the internet works? I can't really explain the entirety of the internet, <laughs> okay. but I can explain how to encounter really cool moments with a godly community on the internet. Wow. If that makes sense. Yeah. What yeah. a good juke to that question. Well done. <laughs> because I still am, um, it's a miracle that the internet works. I don't get it at all. So. Neither do I, to be honest, but <laughs> okay, it's good. great. And I'm it glad that great. we have it because, I mean, we can do stuff like this and hopefully yeah. have people tune in and feel like they're in this room with us too, laughing at you, not with you, but literally <laughs> at you. Uh, I enjoy being laughed at over uh, ones and zeros. That's the best. Hey, okay. 
that's enough about you. I think we're all we got it. We got the we got it. We don't need more. Um, let's jump Great. in, man. Perfect. Let's talk about the Lord's Prayer, dude. Um, mm-hmm. I was joking with some saint folks a couple of weeks ago of uh, you know, obviously prayer is <laughs> is needed more than ever. We need to think about do we believe in prayer? Uh, if we do, now would be the time, right? Uh, with just so many weighty things happening in the world. But what I, the joke I made was just like, man, wouldn't it be nice if it's if there was somewhere we could look to that would be like a model for us <laughs> how mm. to pray? And of course, yeah. there is a model. And so that's sort of where the idea came from to do this at Sank. And for you and I to talk through it a little more is like, we need prayer more than ever. But a lot of mm-hmm. us, it's it's not that we don't know how, uh, but we just need more direction, and we ask have to ask the question like, "Does prayer work? Um, what are the baggages yeah. I have with prayer, um, good and bad?" So, what if we start there before we break down what we talked about this week? I'd love to just hear from you, like a quick summary of your life with prayer. <laughs> like, what what would be you know some of the highlights, just great times, or on the flip side, times where like it seemed like prayer didn't work, or you were getting bored with it. Yeah. It's been a very interesting journey. And I feel like the more that I'm walking with Jesus through this lifetime of friendship, the more kind of ebbs and flows I have with prayer Mm -hmm. or with my understanding of what prayer is, Mm -hmm. maybe more specifically. And so, like growing up, I always thought prayer was just like, something I did before bed mm-hmm. to make sure I checked it off the list of, totally okay, like, did I pray today? Oh, <laughs> no, better do that. Check. And I think it was maybe high school. My mom gave me a book on the prayer of Jabez. Do you ever remember oh, reading yeah. that? Like, I remember you know that. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. totally. And it, at that point, it was like, oh, like, you can pray different kinds of prayers and, like, ask for different kinds of things. Hmm. And, like, what does this look like? Because I always thought prayer was, like, this weird box of either i did something wrong i need to tell god about it or i'm in desperate need of trouble and i need jesus to get me out of it there wasn't really much in between those two things Mm -hmm. and so from there it really kind of developed into a a very rich conversation Mm. that i feel like yeah just kind of grows with with i don't know both of the the good parts of a relationship and also the hard parts Mm -hmm. of the god like you're not listening or why do i feel you're like you don't want to talk to me or you're not there and so Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's been interesting and i feel like also the the environment that i'm in will play a role in that as well like Mm -hmm. the different communities that i in the different values that those communities have if it's a prayer filled community then i feel like prayer is richer for some reason Mm. if it's a more heady theological like community then it's more along the side like along the lines of how can i ask god for guidance as i'm seeking through in the in the growth of the mind and so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know lots of things from there yeah what about you? yeah no i man i just relate to uh, so much of that i mean even what we talked about a couple of weeks ago at sank was uh prayer as a communion with god which is exactly what you said it's like connection it's an ongoing relationship it's a even ebb and flow just like that's every relationship and and like you yeah routine could have defined a lot of my prayer life early on of just like it was this thing you did at night i did it at lunch um and just now sort of getting into that communion concept of like every moment can be a time to commune with god and 
And, and I agree, even with your last part of what you said, like something I I just desire at Sank in particular, but our church as a whole, is to be to try to bridge those gaps of like we want to be thoughtful and intellectual and really think through what scripture means, use our brains like that. That is certainly our church and what I, I want Saint to be, but also to, to be filled with prayer. I mean, I think it can be mm-hmm. for heady people and brain, you know, um, high, high intellectual people. Prayer can sometimes feel like a cliche of like, yeah, it's sure. I believe in it, but to have both of those, like I love uh, both ends of the spectrum to combine those a little more. So, yeah, I, I feel that conviction in my own life, but definitely with Sank, you know, we've talked a, a lot about that the past, past couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm right there I, with well, you. Well, I think that that's like the, one of the beauties of Sanctuary and the community that Sanctuary is, is that mm. you have the opportunity to lead both sides of that. Mm-hmm. And and the community itself is generally open to, to okay, I just want to know God and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And it might make me uncomfortable. Right. But I'll give it a try. And that's pretty rare, in, at least in my experience, for people that are on this journey. And I think that speaks a lot to just the trust within the Saint community itself, mm-hmm. as well as the willingness of people that are really going there to try to encounter God in whichever mm-hmm. way that is. Whether it's the first time or the hundredth time, mm-hmm. they're willing to be led along in that process. And so it's great that we can um, try to balance that and try to see the goods and also the you know, when you lean into something too hard, the, the potential traps that are That's in there good. as well. Right, 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 right. That's real good, man. Yeah, yeah. It's that whole spectrum thing of like, it's so easy for us to go one one way without remembering uh, the other way. And and I agree. I love that about our community. And that's my hope, you know, as we try to rebuild Sync and just uh, ask God to do something new. It's like prayer has to be a pillar of that. Uh, like... <laughs> We can't rebuild it on our, our our own ideas or strategies. So, hey, yeah. uh, let's get into uh, just a little more specific. So, uh, I'd love for us to break down this first phrase that comes in the Lord's Prayer. We're going to take it week by week, super slow, and go really deep, uh, uh, right. absurdly so to a certain degree. Um, so, I'm not going to give my sermon again, but just real quickly, what we talked about at Sank is our Father in Heaven, and we focused on Father and the word heaven. And with Father, uh, we talked about, you know, in those days, ancient days, the gods, lowercase g, were petty and jealous and angry and mean. That's how people saw the gods. And so for Jesus to talk about God as being a father was sort of revolutionary. And so we can dig into that a little more. And then we talked about uh, what it means that he's not just our father, but our father in heaven, and how that uh, sets him apart from just a normal father obviously but also we talked about the big question where is heaven and how mm. dangerous it can be when you pray to th- off there in heaven because uh then it makes you feel mm. all alone because you're like well i gotta pray for god to come down here and help me with my issue because i'm i've got this issue down on earth and it's like no uh the greek word for heaven also meant just atmosphere and uh the, the concept of heaven for the hebrews was a god that is everywhere not way off in space uh, yes, in space too, but here with us. So, how that can just change our prayer lives when we when we think of that. So, yeah, that's just quick uh, summary. But uh, we're going to dig in a little more. Uh, maybe I'll just throw a question to you, Mark. Uh, <laughs> do you have any baggage with the word Father? Do you use that word when you pray? 
Or how do you how do you address God when you pray? That's a it's a very interesting question to ask because I have a great relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. He is the just the the provider in all all terms your of dad, that word in all awesome. sense of that word. Except he is not really a spiritual father to me because mm. he his relationship with God is very internal. I think he would go to go to church if my mom was like, we need you to come with us on Easter and Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. And so the remainder of the year is like, is like, does I'd ask my mom, like, is dad like, like Christian or like, what is <laughs> his deal? Kind yeah, of yeah. like, uh, do I need to like evangelize to him as best as I can? Cause you know mm-hmm. how I feel about evangelism, but <laughs> like, <laughs> and so number one, gift. it was, Super strong, super, super strong. (laughs) And so in many ways, like my dad is a great earthly father, Mm -hmm. like just, yes. But when I think of like a heavenly father, really, it's just kind of my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so that term itself, it's kind of weird for me to use. Like Mm -hmm. I, sometimes I'll use it, sometimes I won't. But I think that if I can translate my, my relationship with my dad and how much love and care that he has for me and just exponentially multiply that, that will give me like a small fraction to be able to put into when I use that term for God or Jesus, like then that is a little bit of how like my, I can frame using that language. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 That's so good. And like, it's so interesting to think how the metaphors and the names we use for God uh, like, I think it's important for all of us to break those down at some point in our, in our Christian mm-hmm. journey, because mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this before. I think it's scary for some people to use the word metaphor when talking about God. Cause they're like, no, he is a father. And it's like, well, yeah, but he's so much more than that. He's, <laughs> we can't know who God is completely. So we have to use names. We have to try our best to use human images. But mm-hmm. for us, it's like so important to break down because you're right. Like, I remember, I don't know if you'll remember this, one time we were talking and someone was uh, praying and they were using the the word Lord a lot. And I think I said to you, I was like, you know, I can't use the word Lord very often because I grew up in the South and uh, it's got a lot of cliche connotations for me. People would just use it in a, to me in a, in a weird way. And I, I remember you were like, oh, that's weird. Like, I actually am totally fine with the word Lord, but I, I don't really use the word Father a lot. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, like it, it, that gave me a lot of clarity of like, of course, like each one of us with the different names or metaphors, we have to break down. What does this actually mean? What are my issues with it? And see the, try to see the goodness yep. in it. And, um, yep. and, and, you know, with Father, uh, man, it's just so tricky because your your dad is a good dad overall, and uh, but a lot of people don't even have that goodness, right? Like they grew up with a dad that was emotionally abusive, or and so to try to frame in an image of of God like as father, it's just like whoa, that's tough. So yeah, it's good. It is tough, and I don't. It's it's oddly unifying though, mm. because regardless of maybe the relationship that you have with your father or with your parents, mm-hmm. everyone has parents. And I mean, that's a very oh, yeah. like 
odd statement to make because yes, in one hand is true, but I mean, you see cases of people that don't know their parents or sure. that they were, you know, stuff like that. But for Jesus to be speaking to the group of, of people and under the spirit of unification of this is how I want my children or this is right. how I want, you know, you all to pray in that way, it does kind of group everyone together right. in a way that you can't really do that with a lot of other things. That's good, man. You can't group by, you know, race or gender mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, there's going to be differences there, but everyone might, uh, I mean, I guess it's okay to say that everyone has parents. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> I think we're in good ground know, with that. that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I love <laughs> that so much. And uh, you and I have talked about this with the Lord's Prayer, and we'll get in it, into it in future weeks, but you're exactly right. Like the prayer is also in plural form. It's our father. It's not my father. Yeah. It's our father. And you're mm-hmm. right. That's a unifying statement. It's like it, our our human father. And it goes beyond race. It goes beyond nationality, ethnicity. Yes. I, I love that. Love that so much. Uh, and I, I think, you know, part of what we broke down this week is like, I think it's vital for us to to understand what a good father would be versus what a lot of us have experienced. And so uh, mm-hmm. I think the term Jesus is explaining here is tr- is giving us, trying to give us the best version of that. And, uh, you know, me being a father, even I, like, I feel like I'm a, a decent father, but how many times I just screw that up and, and trying when I pray to think of like the best version of that. Sure. But, yeah. So would you have any advice for anybody, you know, even thinking of God as like, you know, a man, a father, any advice on just how someone can approach prayer, uh, sort of think through that language differently or still have that intimacy with God? Mm-hmm. And it's a no right or wrong answer. I'm just interested in your opinion. Yeah. When, when I hear father, it, in the same way that I guess kind of go bring you back to our early part of the conversation. Like it feels like people know God, de- like depending on how they grew up and the context in which they grew up, what to address God, God asked <laughs> Lord, father, daddy, God heard that before. <laughs> thought that was fun. Um, yeah. And then I guess I would just kind of, kind of challenge and poke and prod. Like, what is it about a term that might not ne- necessarily sit well with you or sit the best with right. you? And if you can, or whoever is is listening would want to dig into that a little bit more Mm -hmm. um, and explore, okay, what is it about that term? And what, what can that lead to in my life? Does that need to lead to, you know, a spirit of forgiveness, like forgiveness or, you know, is there something that, that I need to let go of and release about uh, that term? Is basically impossible to grasp. I think there's a song that says, uh, when you either know when to hold them or when to fold them. And this is definitely (laughs) when you got to fold them. What a great reference, dude. I didn't know you're such a country music fan. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay, well, let's go to the second word then. Mm-hmm. Um, heaven. I think that's such an interesting one to think about when it comes to praying. And um, Any quick thoughts on that? Like, our Father in heaven, what like sticks out to you immediately when you think of that? It puts a place marker on God, which I think is interesting. Oh, cool. Uh, and then... Yeah. I mean, if you extrapolate about that and go into a little bit more of what we learn about where heaven is, and if heaven, and to, to try to bring heaven somewhere, like to bring heaven to earth, then that would also place God on earth, which I think is interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it does kind of like what you're saying earlier, tend to focus on this God that might seem out somewhere in the universe mm-hmm. or multiverse, right. depending on which. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to get into multiverse I mean, today? Can you explain okay. to the people what multiverse is in five seconds? <laughs> no, that I w- that would really take a lot of my complex uh, physics background. <laughs> I need a, a good uh, whiteboard and a lot of Sharpies, maybe, but I could make it work. Maybe a lab coat. <laughs> yes, if I had my lab coat with <laughs> okay, me, maybe. Cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, uh, yes. I think both those, like, yeah, it's like, it's one of those paradox tension things because... Like we talked about on Sunday, it's like, it is important to remember that God is not a father as we think of a father, mm-hmm. uh, you know, way separate and different, holier than that. So I think that's helpful to think of heavenly father. It's like a God that is other than, but I just speaking from my own background, you know, I just always imagined as a kid, God being in some cloud place. I didn't know where heaven was, but I knew it had something to do with clouds and (laughs) probably space and probably up, right? Directionally. Oh, yeah. Up is good. Down is bad. (laughs) (laughs) I know, which is so interesting, isn't it, to think about uh, what we know about space is there is no up or down, right? Like, even just that little piece of it, it's really not. I mean, if we you know, what is up right now, True. 24 hours from now, or I don't know how <laughs> the rotation of Earth works, 12 hours from now, uh, will be up will be a totally different direction. And so, yeah, so I think that, well, that's not, and in some ways, that's not anything bad as a kid to sort of think that way. I do think it sort of changed my perspective of God, of like, hmm. he's off in the clouds, he's space, like you said, he's up. And I'm down here, and I don't want to go down further, because that's where Mm-mm. Satan lives, Mm-mm. down there. That's hot down there. <laughs> it's hot. It's Middle Earth. <laughs> uh, and I, I just think that can be detrimental. That's just my personal opinion of, like, man, if heaven is way out there, wherever that is, mm-hmm. and then I have an issue where, uh, you know, I'm struggling with how do I deal with Afghanistan news that I'm hearing and and people that are just suffering there. Or I'm dealing with my good friend, found out they have cancer. Like, that's all here. That's right here, and it's right. flesh and blood, and it's on earth, and it's like I can touch it. And I think what subconsciously happens in our head is like, well, then when we're praying, we're asking this distant God mm-hmm. to come down and do something magical like a uh, some kind of foreign superhero coming down. That's right. weird. Um, so I don't, I, I, for me at least, it's just super helpful to remember that heaven is, is everywhere. There's not uh, one location off in the distance. It's like God is omnipresent. Mm-hmm. And so when it's our father in heaven, it's like, it's our father in heaven that's already in Afghanistan. It's our mm-hmm. father in heaven that is right, sitting right beside my friend who just got cancer. Mm-hmm. To me, that helps the prayer because it's like I'm not, I'm praying to the God that's just so near and he gets it and he's with us. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think that bridges a lot of gaps for people 
with how they might see this prayer. It's not a prayer of mm. what to pray, but a prayer of how to pray it. Sure. So, sure. So if that language of Father or that language of Heaven is hard, it's just really the acknowledgement of I'm praying to something that cares for me immensely, that is close and near to everything mm-hmm. that I'm going to pray about. And that's really oh, the yeah. heart of that first line is this is not right. a, like, this is not a, like, to the God versus God's, you know, part of this conversation, this is not like anything else before. This is something completely right. new, completely different. And because of that, we need to learn how to pray. And I think that's, I don't know, it's, it's striking me in a way where it's both magnificent and huge, but also, like, praying in a conversation with something that's right there next to me too. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. And it, yes, it, it's like Jesus obviously was so brilliant. It's like, before we go into the details of how it's like to frame who we're praying to, mm-hmm. because that shapes the rest of the conversation. And it really uh, does. Just, wow. It, yeah. And it, it's like, it takes exactly what you said. It's like, it's a, big God that is in heaven, but it's a gentle, loving father mm-hmm. who is also right here with us. And it's like that paradox uh, shapes it so well. And uh, to know that there's a gentle, loving, good father that is with me, I don't know about you. It certainly changes my prayer life a lot because it's like, well, yeah, I may not always know exactly what to pray. I may not always know... Um, or I, I may not always be doing the right things in my life, um, mm-hmm. but I don't have to approach God as this distant, angry God. I can approach it at, at Him as a Father who cares for me and loves for me and is also right here with me. That's so good. And I think maybe, like, sometimes I think about who who Jesus was speaking to in this time and, like, what they were thinking about. And totally. in some ways, I just look at them as completely different. And seeing sure. like this God is like, they've probably heard about other gods or have been in a culture that's surrounded with like all different kinds of like trying to understand how the world is and who's in charge of the world or however you want to say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's so antiquated. But then I think about today and I'm like, nope, that's kind of like the same thing that we're doing now. <laughs> sure, sure. Yes, that's a great point. That's a great point, dude. Yeah. The more we change, the more we stay the same. Kind I don't of. know if that's a phrase. That yeah. sort of feels like a phrase. Yeah. Well, I uh, we can start wrapping up, um, but I just love digging into this more. I know for me, the takeaway, I'd love to hear if, uh, what your sort of takeaway is from this conversation or even just the prayer in general, but mm-hmm. it's like, it, it truly has been a takeaway for me the past two weeks. <laughs> um, like every time I come back to the Lord's Prayer, learning something new. I think the big takeaway for me is is this last piece that we talked about, is I want to pray to God understanding, you know, sometimes I'll pray to Him, and I'll use cliches like, come down here, <laughs> you know, yes. would you come down here and, or or informing Him of stuff, or, you know, it's like, I, I want to pray yeah. in a way that is much more intimate, understanding that... Uh, you know, he's here with us as we record a podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. He's here with me when I want to pray for my kids. It's like he's there as we pray. So I think that's the big takeaway for me. I think that 
will help me get out of this routine thing with prayer that can come become so like, well, I'm the pastor. I pray all the time. <laughs> I'm, uh, they're the one. <laughs> my family always asks me to pray at the Thanksgiving meal. Um, prayer becomes such a routine. And it's like, well, if I can really grasp that our father is, is here with me all around, mm-hmm. I think that that will really help my prayer life. I, I'm kind of right in that same boat as you are, to be honest. It's a it's a great reminder of both who I'm praying to and where God is. And mm. yeah, I mean, I get caught kind of in the same traps of like, God, like be here with us. Well, he's already here, you know? Yeah, that's right. And so it's a good, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a great reminder of the truths that we have that God wa- who God wants to be for us, whether that's father or mother or provider or like mm-hmm. whatever you look to as your source of everything, like God wants to be that. And God doesn't want oh, to be that far good. away. God wants to be that right where you are. Yes. Yes. But not so zoomed in that you don't think that, that this God doesn't see everything else that's happening and it isn't present where right. everything else is happening. That's good, dude. Oh, that's so beautiful, man. And yeah, like you said, it's that paradox where it's like, yes, he's with us. He's intimate and he is like a father, so kind and gentle and like present with us. But then also he is our father of the human race. He is the the father of like uh, all things. And so not to lose the, the power of a heavenly father. That's good, man. That's really good. Well, Adam, let me, uh, you can feel free if this is too racy to cut this out, but (laughs) do you think that God would get caught up on language like father versus mother? Because like how you you kind of prefaced earlier, like father or toxic masculinity, or a lot of times like that could be a big hangup for people. And so in the context, traditionally, it's always been he, God. Do you think God has a preference? Do you think God cares? Is there reverence in saying he versus something else? I'm just curious as to what your thoughts are. Right. Yeah. No, let's go here. I'm not going to cut it out. Um, I love having these kind kind of conversations. I, uh, to your exact question, do I personally think God cares? Uh, I'm going to say no. (laughs) Um, I think there's two pieces. This, the first piece is what we talked about earlier is God is, if there's a divine creator, who has um, created this entire universe and existence out of uh, his own hands and, and, you know, his consciousness. It's pretty absurd to think that human beings would be capable of really grasping who this God is. And, Mm -hmm. And so, truly, for me, the language we use, the names we use, are our best, our best um, tries, attempts, to just grasp character pieces of who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're going to talk about it at Sank this week. Uh, Hallowed be thy name. Like sometimes we talk about the name of Jesus or the name of God. And really na- the name that it's talking about, Hallowed be thy name, we're actually just talking about the character and the essence of who God is. And so it's like, mm-hmm. well, if Father helps us understand some of the essence and the character of this God, that's so good. Uh, but it's important to remember he's not just a father. He's just way more than that. Mm -hmm. Or we start losing the beauty. So in that sort of going along that lines, if you think through like the beauty of what a mother is, a sustainer, 
uh, nourisher. It's like, doesn't that help point to the character of who God is as well? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, many uh, mystics and and ancient scholars and theologians have used that uh, that metaphor to help us understand God in that way. Mm-hmm. So overall, I'd say yes. I, I will say too here, just so I'm covering all my bases and not, nobody can accuse me of heresy. <laughs> uh, there are, you know, traditions within our uh, our faith tradition as Christians where um, that is how we have come to to view God in that framework. Mm-hmm. And so, in that way, you know, it's not when we use Father, we use He um, to look at God. I think part of that is just that is to our best understanding using scripture of how to view um, God. And that doesn't mean that the male uh, species is, is better or anything like that. Um, so in that way, I do think it's smart if we're going to claim a tradition, if we're going to claim to be a Christian, uh, there, there are some smart things to just holding on to um, these frameworks, you know, these theologies. So, so I get both sides, I guess, uh, um, which is a lame answer in some ways, but it's like, I think I- I'm totally okay personally of using some other names to allow us to inform the character of God, mm-hmm. but also sticking with some of the traditional mm-hmm. frameworks help us just uh, have that guideline of a tradition that we can hold on to. So yeah, any <laughs> anything you could call out, any heresy? Uh or just like well, any extra thoughts from you? I on? just feel like we should rename this podcast the Heresy Podcast after that. <laughs> no. Okay, great. No. Um, I I love the the tradition aspect of it. And I think that there is a, just a very rich um, and uni- something rich and unifying about tradition. But also tradition, yeah. like, sometimes needs to be looked at in a way of like, okay, like, what was the heart of that tradition? And why mm-hmm. why is that being carried on? And I think that... I don't know, kind of last thought on this would be, I definitely agree with you about us as humans trying to put God, the creator of the universe multiverse into a box. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And we can do that best we can and with the language and the best we can, but it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like fish trying to figure out what's going on outside of the fishbowl. You know what I mean? Like, totally. they're going to have totally. an understanding of what life is. But outside mm-hmm. of that's probably something completely foreign and different, and they can use whatever fish language they can feel is best for that. But ultimately, mm-hmm. you can't even scratch the surface of what that probably looks like. So, yeah, that's right. those are my kind of yeah, final yeah. That's real good. That's real good. Yeah. Now, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more because it's like, well, the I think some people would be offended to even think about. Well, you can't even go down a path of like. Uh, using mother as a, a name or a concept for God. Which and is would... interesting. Sorry to cut you off, but it's interesting because no, no, like good. the Holy Spirit in the original language was feminine. Sure. So that's just... Right, right. I don't yeah, know. that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think someone would get, get offended by that. And yeah, my my question back or my my thought process back to that person would just be, well, is God male or female? And, and obviously we use the language of that, but it's like, well, I think if we all dug deeper, we'd realize that God is not a male or female. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a human like us. Um, so it's just so, again, that's just affirming your point is like, those are just boxes that can't even get close to defining who God is in the first place. And so uh, I think we do have to be 
a, a little careful of like holding on to our precious names yeah. or frames and just hopefully that draws us back to awe and reverence and worship of God, you know, and not get caught up in in our theological frameworks, which is what we're going to talk about this upcoming week at Sync is like, hallowed be thy name is then the next thing, which is talking about reverence and awe of like, well, God is a personal father, but he's also like other. He is so huge and big and we can't even fathom. And that should make us respond and worship, uh, not to think we have everything figured out. Mm, that's good. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Just kidding. I can say that because uh, that's just what the Bible says. So, all right, dude, it's been great to talk. Um, can you commit to doing a Saint cast once a week for the rest of your life? Uh, I might need some like holidays, but I could do most, maybe like 90%. Okay. So he's uncommitted. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Not committed at all. <laughs> Not great to chat, man. Uh, Thanks for listening, you millions of people. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.